Welcome, welcome to the first of what will hopefully be a few podcasts, at least, of the Impactful Wrestling Podcast. Um, I'm Keith. I'm on Twitter as Impactful Podcast. Oh no, wait a minute, it's Impactful Pod. This is a great start already. Let me just double check. <sighs> I've been on Twitter for years and only recently created a specific hashtag, uh, username for this, uh, Impactful Pod. So that first 30 seconds of this podcast is probably going to be a good insight into what the podcast is actually going to be like. Um, it's going to be a fairly inconsistent, at times irreverent look at Impact Wrestling. Um, a little bit like the Dixie Carter reign of wrestling in terms of it's going to be all over the show. There's not going to be any consistency. You're not really sure what's going on, but at least there's not going to be any huge announcements which only then let you down, i.e. the X Division Championship just being green rather than blue. Still to this day, one of the biggest disappointments in my life, that. Not a fan of that at all, and not really a fan of Dixie Carter, as will probably be borne out throughout these podcasts. Um, a little bit about myself, uh, just so then we can all feel like we know each other. Um, uh, from the UK, I'm sure you can tell from an accent. Uh, I've been a wrestling fan since maybe the mid-90s. Uh, I was born early 80s, so that ties in with the Attitude Era. Huge fan of WWE back then. Um, kind of dipped in and out of wrestling, as a lot of people did, I think. I felt like I'd grown up a little bit, but then just on underneath the skin always was a little bit of wrestling, always enjoyed it, dirty little pleasure. Um, and because I'm a bit of a cheapskate, never really had Sky. So in the later years, um, actually the internet was around, so why didn't I still watch it? I guess there was no real reason why I didn't watch wrestling. Um, but I think I, I, th I stumbled across Impact Wrestling on free TV in the UK, which is quite handy. Um, started watching it. And again, because it was free, I love a freebie. Um, it was something that I wanted to carry on watching. And so I did. And I think I started to join Impact when Eric Young was actually the, the World Heavyweight Champion. When Impact were doing that thing where they were putting a belt on somebody who looked like Daniel Bryan slightly and gave the same underdog story. Just copy and paste, really, of another company. Um, but yeah, that's how I got into Impact. Followed it ever since. And again, um, I've missed out on a large part of their history when it was a TNA years. Uh, Hulk Hogan was there, Sting, very early years at the Asylum. Um, but the great thing is with Impact on Twitch and all the other resources that Impact give, there's so many opportunities to catch up on it, which I'm, I'm starting to slowly do um, while also watching today's product. So just a, this is going to be a real, real short pod just to intro myself, discuss a few points that I've been thinking about in relation to Impact. Uh, and I guess we'll probably start it off with Bound for Glory. Bound for Glory is coming up. So with Bound for Glory only a few days away, it's going to be Sunday. I'm sure it'll be in the early hours of Monday potentially uh, in the UK. Um, Bound for Glory, TNA or Impact's biggest card of the year. They've never really let me down. I've always enjoyed it. It's always been the go-to event. Um, and this years one doesn't look to be any different quick rundown of the matchups um starting at the top impact world championship between brian cage and sammy callahan i'm thinking callahan's going to win it he's been incredible for the last kind of 18 months or so could really carry impact um, although and i mentioned it on twitter i feel like if he touched the belt it'd be a little bit greasy um he looks quite unclean i imagine he probably smells like cooking oil i'm not too sure what the deal is with that but 
he'd be an excellent champion, there's no doubt about it. Um, then there's going to be the X Division Championship match, the ladder match. That's going to be an absolute belter. Uh, Jake Christ, Tessa Blanchard, Daga, Ace Austin, and a to be announced. So just to, to backtrack a little bit, I'm not a big fan of spoilers. I wish there was a version of the internet that was spoiler free. I don't read wrestling news sites. This is probably something I shouldn't admit when I'm hosting a podcast. Um, and how great is it that literally anybody, anybody can host a podcast? Ridiculous. Um, yeah, so I don't read spoilers and I'm not interested in the negativity that goes along with wrestling fans and the wrestling industry. Um, I'm gonna try and keep it a little bit more positive, focus on the positives. I'm really excited by the entire card. Yep, absolutely, you could pick holes in every single aspect of it, but you can do that for everything. My wife pick hole, picks holes in me, uh, my family pick holes in me. Basically, it's very easy to do if you're gonna look for those problems. Uh, with this card, I think it's a strong card top to bottom. I love the unpredictability of it. I love the fact that they've got um, multi, multi-man or woman matchups. Um, I think there's a, a real diverse cast in there, which I'm really excited about, which again, diversity is something I'm going to get onto later. Let's make it a bit political, because who doesn't want a political wrestling podcast? Absolutely nobody. So yeah, the, the ladder match, very excited for that. Um, my money is going to be on Tessa Blanchard winning it. Uh, I think she's ready for one of these belts outside of the Knockouts Championship, which is being defended very well at the moment by Ty Valkyrie. Uh, I'm going to go with Tessa for that. Don't know how it's going to play out. I'm just going to sit back and enjoy it. And I'm really interested to see who the fifth person is as well. Um, haven't, oh, yeah, no, I'm not even going to predict somebody to come through, whether it's going to be a legend from Impact or whether it's going to be somebody from the Indies. I'm just excited to see that. Love a, love a ladder match. Perfect, perfect platform for it. Um, yep, then we're on to the Tag Team Championship three way match. Um, I'm a huge, huge fan of the North. I think on the mic, I think they're amazing. As in-ring competitors, I think they're on par with pretty much every tag team there is around right now. I would be surprised if they dropped the belts. I would really be surprised. Um, yeah, no, I'm going north, all the way north. And I love, I love Ethan Page on Twitter. There, I said it. I think he's an incredible personality on there. I love his interactivity on there. Um, yeah, he, he just gets it For, as a wrestling fan. I feel like Ethan Page gets it more than most, which is great. Um, then we're on to the Impact's Knockout Championship. I'd be disappointed if Ty lost her belt here. Um, reason being, I don't feel invested in Neil Dashwood. I really don't. Um, not yet. I know she's still fairly new to Impact. I would be surprised if Ty lost it here. Uh, longest reigning Knockout's Championship holder. Fully deserved. She's been incredible. Uh, I hated her to start off with. Genuine hate from me uh, at the very, very beginning. And not even like, she's a bad, bad guy. Hey, it was just, no, not a fan. Don't like her. But she's won me over hugely. I think she's an incredible talent. Uh, and now I hate her as a bad guy. So well played to her. Um, yeah, I think I'd like to see her hold on to it for a bit longer. But as Steve Jobs says, you can only put the to connect the dot he didn't say any of this by mumbling it jesus christ i know that much um no i think he said something more profound like you can only connect the dots looking backwards so if tyre is to lose it let's see what it goes on to i'm not going to be slating it if she does drop it um i'm just going to trust in the company and i think that's probably what people struggle with with impact is trusting the company after the years and years of absolute dross and absolute letdowns like 
The X Division Championship changing colour. Still one of the worst things I've ever seen, ever. Um, so yeah, tired to retain there. Ken Shamrock moves. Ken Shamrock is in the most ridiculous shape of anybody I have ever seen. That includes everybody at every level of age and health and fitness. The man has photoshopped on abs. I don't know what's going on there. It's, it's nonsense. Also, he could 100% potentially kick everybody's ass. just going to put that out there but I'm going to go with Moose for this one um, I'd be surprised if Moose lost this and I could only see it coming from an interference but for me and I know there's been some debate on Twitter about it recently uh, I think Moose is a, a world championship contender I think he should be in contention for that belt I think he's capable of holding it I think he's capable of holding it and representing the company maybe some of his Twitter activity would indicate they wouldn't necessarily be comfortable with him holding it he's made a few comments to people on there which I know have rubbed people the wrong way um, but yeah I think he should be up there competing for the title he's always been on the cusp of it and I think I think he's capable of doing it easily um, then we're on to Michael Elgin uh, versus Marafuji truthfully don't know much about Marafuji um, outside of what I've seen on Impact um, so I'm blindly and ignorantly going to go for Elgin being brought into the company as a big player would be surprised if he was to lose um, at his first bound for glory so default Elgin then we've got the Rascals versus Dr Wagner 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 I think it's Wagner I watched him on Lucha Underground so I'm going to go with Wagner uh, Junior that's the important bit Aerostar and Taurus love Aerostar to pieces uh, but I'm going to go Rascals. I think they are, and I know Scott Damore and Don Callis said this on a, a Jericho podcast not too long ago um, about how the Rascals are kind of a couple of steps away from being unbelievable. Um, and they are in ring, so creative, dynamic, exciting. Uh, and I think that I think they're just missing that little X factor. I don't know reverting back to probably what most wrestling fans think if you just stick a manager with somebody give them a voice and I feel that's what they're missing that voice because um, their in-ring talent speaks for itself but yeah just a voice and that brings me on to that will bring me on to something uh, in a few minutes once I've gone past the Bound for Glory section about what I think the impact is possibly missing and could do more of uh, but not in a negative way remember we're going to keep this positive you watch two podcasts in I'll be slating everything within wrestling and I'll be as negative as everybody else. But for now, let's continue. And the final match is the Call Your Shot Gauntlet match. I'm so excited for this. So excited. Me personally, I'm a huge fan of matches where there's uh, some control over their future. So in WWE, let's take it back to that for a second. The money in the bank, you're in control of it. Um, New Japan has the exact same thing with um, Ibushi holding it at the moment. And in Impact, I know they've had it in the, in the past with the briefcase, the Feast or Fired briefcase. I know that that has been criticised in the past. Me personally, I've enjoyed it. I've really enjoyed the briefcases because it's the unpredictability, it's the different variations of what could happen. I think it's a really exciting element. Don't know who's in the matchup again. Don't read spoilers. Not fast. Um, I, I'm excited to see what will happen when it comes to that matchup. Uh, so it's the unpredictability of that. Favourite matchup of the night or one that I think will be the the best matchup? X Division ladder match, no doubt. Whatever Tess is going to be in, it's going to be getting eyeballs on the product. I think she's incredible. I completely agree with Jordan 
gracing that there needs to be a tag team um, with with females and that there should potentially be the knockouts ta tag team championships brought back and if there was I'd be putting Jordan Grace and Tessa together because that I think that could go into any division male or female and absolutely clean up or at least mm, I think I've gone too far there absolutely clean up and then I'm going to counter that by saying or at least could compete I think they could definitely compete with any tag team in the world mean that as well any tag team in the world Jordan Grace Tessa for sure so some little side points that I wanted to just bring up in the in the very first podcast um and it, I guess it could have gone into any podcast but I'll put it in the first one because they're my my immediate thoughts um I talked about the rascals needing a voice and for fans needing to know a bit more about them um yeah, I think it's really important for wrestling fans, and this is not going to be a revelation for anybody, but I think it's really important for wrestling fans to feel some kind of connection with a wrestler. And they can do that with the in-ring product, definitely. But for me, what Impact used to do with uh, Before the Bell, those things were incredible. I mean, I was watching uh, the Destination X one recently with Austin Aries uh, before the matchup against Bobby Roode. How invested can you feel just by listening to a guy, seeing a bit of his lifestyle, knowing his thoughts on a matchup and about his career? You just feel more engaged. You feel like you understand them a bit more, their motivations behind it. Um, and I know that Impact do some good things when it comes to working with the Fight Network on um, things like uh, diary and conversation. Um, Rhino's got a really good one at the moment out on there. And they're free as well, which is even better. This man loves a freebie. Um, yeah, I think things like Before the Bell, if they could bring them back, me personally, I'd be way more committed to individual wrestlers because there are wrestlers on the roster that I don't know um, or I don't know enough about because I don't feel like I've heard their real voice. I've seen their in-ring product. I've enjoyed it. I'm engaged by it at the time. But I don't feel like I'd want to go out and buy their t-shirt. Truthfully, I went out and bought a Dirty Heels t-shirt after I watched Austin Aries on the Before the Bell and then watched a few of his matches afterwards because I felt like I was connected. Or at least I understood him more and his motivations. Um, so yeah, Impact, if you're listening to this, and you're definitely not, uh, I would say if you can bring back Before the Bell, this one guy, he would be definitely very happy with that. And talking of Austin Aries, Aries did something quite interesting this week on Instagram. And I'm not sure how many people actually got to see it because it was only up there for 24 hours. On his Instagram stories, he released, um, it's about 45 minutes of a, a home recording, would have been on his phone, um, on an Instagram TV of him speaking to Killer Cross um, and just discussing his thoughts on the business. Um, the Bound for Glory incident where he obviously got up and walked out after losing to Johnny Morrison, or Johnny Impact, sorry. Um, it was fascinating. And again, it just makes you feel like you understand that guy a little bit more. So for me, my personal thoughts on, on the Austin Aries 45-minute uh, video, um, number one, I was quite apprehensive about it because I know that Aries, based on previous Twitter comments that he's made, and, and again, going back to the Before the Bell thing where brilliantly he referenced um when he won a contract for impact and dixie carter came to him to the back and said congratulations to you it's a big night and he turned around and said to her 
congratulations to you. It's a big night for the company. That, to me, sums up Aries. Very, very confident, believes in himself, feels under underrated uh, and overlooked, and just wants to tell people how it is so that they're aware of it. And I feel like when I heard that he had the Instagram TV out, there was an element of it was going to jar people a lot. There was going to be a lot of criticism, backlash for it. I'm sure there is somewhere on the internet. Again, I'm not seeking that stuff out. I'm not interested in seeing the negativity around it. Um, but I loved it. I really, really loved it. Uh, it seemed like an honest, open insight into how he viewed the incident, um, which surprised me. It was planned. It was pre-planned. What happened after it wasn't planned. Uh, so for those that don't know, um, and I may... I'm hoping I'm not getting this wrong. Obviously, Instagram TV, it's only up there for 24 hours. It's now gone. So my memory is going to have to suffice, I'm afraid. But um, it was agreed beforehand that Aries was going to be losing the belt and that the decision was going to be that he was going to jump up shortly after losing and just walk out, which is exactly what he did. Got the uh, Johnny Impact got the 1-2-3. Aries counted it for a beat of 4-5-6. Got up, marched out because he wanted to blur the lines just that little bit more. And he talks throughout the IGTV about the importance of blurring the lines just that little bit more, to the point where he says, after I go, after the, after losing at Bound for Glory, take me off TV for a while, then have me come back, and again, I may be getting this wrong in terms of timeline, have me come back through the crowd, unannounced, and interfere in a match, but interfere in it in a way where police actually come and arrest me and take me out again. Blur those lines, and as a wrestling fan, um, and for most wrestling fans who are constantly immersed in it on Twitter or thinking about it or watching content, with the, the, the media outlets out there and what you can watch and have those lines blurred, wrestling needs to be on a par with that to keep us engaged. Because if it's just the in-ring product and you can see where everything's over the top and um, it's very obvious and fans are reminded that it's not real... In, and by real I mean the uh, the conflict isn't real. Um, wrestling fat for me, I'm then taking. I'm not completely engaged in it. This is a it's such a, a difficult topic to explain. Um, but if I'm watching two guys going at it in terms of having an argument, and the verbal argument on the mics is something along the lines is I'm going to take your championship away from you, and it carries on along that kind of vein. It, there's that disconnect because I've seen it before. I know it happens. I know what happens from here. I know that they're not fully engaged in it. I know that it's not real. But as Aerie said, when he tweeted out about uh, Ty Valkyrie being husky, that blurs the lines massively because if you read that, you think, Jesus Christ, the man's gone full on in and has got really personal on something and you don't know what to believe anymore. But as Aerie's reveals in the IGTV, he'd actually text uh, Johnny Impact beforehand and Impact and... And Ty Valkyrie had agreed to it, said they were laughing over it, so it was fine. But as a fan, you don't see that, so you're fully engaged in it. And so his version of what he wanted the storylines to be would have, for me, been just that notch up from every other product out there at the moment. Um, AEW are probably doing it a little bit now, but Aries was ahead of the curve with that stuff. Um, and in truth, I felt like uh, I was quite surprised by the end result of the IGTV. I expected to a degree that it would just be negative towards impact and it wasn't wholly negative um that probably the worst thing that impact did were was that they didn't in Aries' eyes respect what he thought he was owed or should have been given in terms of a contract based on what he'd done previously um 
and they'd been quite shoddy again according to Aries in terms of the timeliness of giving the contract and what they were they almost it's like they didn't respect him um and for a guy who's held that many championships and been that successful both in the wrestling industry and with TNA and Impact I'm guessing he felt disrespected me personally I'm a huge huge Aries fan like I say I bought a Dirty Heels t-shirt the only wrestling t-shirt I've ever bought I don't really buy wrestling merchandise oh that's another thing I don't really like wrestling t-shirts full stop I always think they look over the top um, this is just a rant now uh, they look over the top they've always got big garish logos on them make them discreet have like a normal t-shirt with just like a little logo over the over the breast or something so that if you were to walk around in day-to-day -day life you could get away with it quite easily so it hasn't got a big logo on the back with a middle finger or um, a big bright neon sign on it no make it more discreet make it more fashionable so then you can walk around in it and not feel well for me feel a little bit awkward about it mm. talking to t-shirts that was a really good segue actually inadvertent as well um, Ace Austin so when I was watching Impact uh, last week, I noticed that he came out, as a lot of people did, in a Austin 316 t-shirt, which is surprising because Stone Cold has obviously got that t-shirt, made that t-shirt. Not himself, he wasn't there with a little sewing kit doing it. No one makes t-shirts via sewing kits anymore. Get a grip. Um, and then on the back it said, I just banged your wife. Unbelievable t-shirt, had me in stitches. Um, I'm fully expecting, and I'm so surprised that he hasn't been issued with a is it cease and desist in America? I'm not sure. But basically a you need to stop that now. You're definitely never selling that t-shirt. It's copyrighted. I'm expecting that at some stage. If it ever comes, I have no idea. Uh, but fair play to him. I love, again, things like that that are just pushing the envelope just that little bit more. I'm a huge fan of, of doing things like that. Um, and when it comes to pushing the envelope, I said it wasn't going to be negative. But my one gripe... Um, about what Impact are doing at the moment is the Desi Hit Squad. Now, I'm a fan of them as in-ring talent. As wrestlers, I think they're incredible. I think it's the t most tired and lazy storytelling to put guys who look the same together based on ethnicity. I mean, what are we doing? It's 2019, which should mean something, but doesn't apparently. Oh, why have you got three guys together um, and a manager who are together just because they look the same? And even if you can overlook that bit and say, yeah, but if you go into a room and you don't know anybody, you would instantly try and pair up maybe with people who you feel like you've got something in common with. Cool, but mm, not happy. Um, and to make it worse, they're heels. Like, why do they have to be default heels? Um no no not not happy um personal thoughts uh be a bit more creative like th these guys are have got personalities in other promotions they're they've given been given characters and again maybe it ties back into do like a before the bell let us know a little bit more about them their motivations what drives them but don't just default give them um hammed up indian accents or no, it's just, it's disappointing. And honestly, things like that make me despair about, not despair, make me feel a little bit disheartened about enjoying wrestling. Because I just think if if a non-fan watches it, like my wife sits down and she hates wrestling. If she was to sit down, if, if I forced her to sit down and watch this, um, would I be cringing at this moment? 
And when it comes to stuff like the Desi Hit Squad and the portrayal of them as villains, uh, yeah, no, that would definitely that would definitely make me feel a little bit uncomfortable. And even if the explanation was, yeah, but but we're just playing up the fact that um, it's the climate at the moment in terms of a lack of tolerance toward people who look different. No, like be the difference maker. As wrestling, you are entertainment. Can you be the difference maker and make people feel differently about certain cultures and backgrounds and sexualities? Put them on a pedestal. Make them something that people actually want to engage with. Try and change people's views based on wrestling. So thank you to everybody for listening to the first podcast, um, which, like I say, it's pretty much my first outing in podcasting. Um, I did try and run another one before, another impact one, and it was god awful. I used to record it in my bedroom. I'm an adult. I don't need to be doing that anymore. Although I am right now sitting in a car recording with a little fuzzy microphone. So I'm winning. Uh, but yeah, thank you very much for listening. Um, my intention is to make this a fairly regular podcast. Um, and it's not going to be going in too deep onto what matchups were like and the outcomes of them. Or spoilers or, or rumours it's just going to be like I say a fairly flexible look at Impact Wrestling what I've enjoyed about it um, my thoughts on any things that have cropped up over the week or the weeks in between podcasts uh, really looking forward to Bound for Glory uh, really really looking forward to Bound for Glory um, and uh, I'll probably be producing a podcast after that just to talk about my thoughts on it enjoy the rest of your week people and I'll be back this was the Impactful Podcast or Impactful Wrestling Podcast. I'm going to have to get that name sorted and actually know what it is. Uh, And I'll catch up with you soon.